You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. My guest today is Sarah Sheehan. Sarah is Senior Manager of Content Marketing at Within3, which is an insight management platform for life sciences companies. Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. It's great to be here. So are you ready to dive into our topic? I am indeed. Okay. It's a good one. It's selling the concept of content marketing internally at your company. Mm -hmm. I think something that a lot of our listeners can relate to. So let's just, let's start with the why. Why is this something that you need to do? Yeah. So for me, I think there are three big reasons. One is that there's a lot of misconception about marketing in general, right? People don't understand who does Mm -hmm. what. It varies from company to company. People outside of marketing are very involved in their own things, so they don't necessarily know what you do or who you are. So the second reason is part of that. It allows you to do your job better. So if people know who you are and they know what you're trying to do, they know what your goals are, they know what you're producing, when you call them and bug them and ask them to be an SME for you, they Mm -hmm. know exactly what you're up to, and it's a lot easier to get that yes. And then third, and this is probably most important, Every person in your organization is a potential distribution channel for your content. Mm-hmm. Say, so, what do you mean by that? So most people have maybe a LinkedIn account or they're on Twitter or they're out there selling your product or they're part of your <clears throat> client success team. So they're in a position to share some content too. And you want to educate those people as much as you can so that they're sharing the right thing to the right people at the right time. Now, of course... We tell them what to do, but you need to make it relevant to them. And your job is not really to, you know, not everybody's going to be out there sharing things on LinkedIn, for example. Your job is not to convince those people that they need to be doing it. Your job as a content marketer is really to identify the people that are really engaged, they're willing to be engaged, and make it super easy for them. Right. Great point. So, all right. So give us some examples of how you go about selling the concept of content marketing internally. Yeah. So I'll share a few things that have worked and a few things that haven't worked as well. Yeah. One of my teammates and I started out, we made a video walking people through where to find content, how to use it, introducing some new assets. And people really liked the video, Mm. but it was very time consuming to create it and to edit it. So we kind of set that aside. We have a Slack channel for marketing materials where we can introduce people to where they are and maybe what they're all about. But Slack has an immediacy factor. So if you're on a call or you're out of the office and you miss that immediate ping, you just kind of, it scrolls up and it's gone. So you miss our our introduction to that piece of content. So we still have that and we still use it, but it's also voluntary. Not everybody has to be in there. So we Mm -hmm. have just started sending things directly into their email boxes goes to the entire company. And we make it really, really easy for them. First of all, it has a great name. It's called Covering Our Assets. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Right? People can look forward to it. We are a little funny, a little silly. We throw a a GIF or a GIF, depending on what side of that (laughs) argument you fall on, or a meme in there. And we give it a kind of a theme. You know, we give it a, a fun title. People can look out for it. And it's something nice to expect in your email inbox. But what we do in there is tell them exactly what they're going to get. Piece of content, something that's from the earned media page on our website, for example. 
and then like an action step. So the theme of, of the email is really like, what can we ask people to do in five seconds or less? So it's super, super easy for them. We give them the link to the content, the why they should share it, why it's important. And then we give them copy to just cut and paste. So they're off to the races. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And I, it's, it sounds, of course, very smart to make this as easy as possible for people, as you mentioned a few times, or else they probably just won't do it. Right. So how well has this worked? What kind of feedback have you been getting around content marketing? Yeah. So I'll tell you, we don't, it just comes straight from my email address. So we're not tracking opens or clicks on this one. We do enough of that in like our day-to-day life and our external life. So what we're doing is just kind of asking people for their opinions, asking for suggestions, and they do, they do give it to you. And they reply to the email and they say things like, this is great or thank you. And that's all wonderful. But I really love it when people give me suggestions, like, mm. can you bold certain parts of this or can you set it off in different type? you know, make it easier, even easier for me. So I learn a little bit about that. And maybe that's something that I can apply to other parts of my work too. Yeah. But I can also see, you know, when they're sharing it on LinkedIn, for example, are they cutting and pasting? Are they doing what we ask them to do? And if it's not easy for them, then that means that we need to make a little adjustment on our side. Mm-hmm. And so when you, what, what is the benefit of having people share content on LinkedIn? Like, what are you, what are you, like, what's the goal with that? The goal of it is so that it's coming authentically from a person that has a network of people that trust them. Of course, we want to earn our customers and our audience's trust as well. That's super important. But if I'm in business development and I have people that I'm prospecting and I'm reaching out to, I want to demonstrate that I have knowledge of this space. I want to demonstrate that my company has answers to their questions and pain points. And if I'm sharing that directly, it comes off across as much more authentic and much more in touch with what I'm asking for and what I need than just from a company page. Okay, right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, I think up top, you said a lot of people don't totally understand content marketing or sort of know, understand what goes into it, which is the very reason that you're using this strategy. What kind of questions do you get about content marketing? Or to broaden it out a bit more, what do you think are sort of some of the common, the common assumptions or questions about common marketing that, that people just don't understand? I just, you know, what do you do? What's what's content marketing? <laughs> I think that a lot of people, even people within marketing actually can confuse content strategy and content marketing for copywriting, that you're the the wordsmith exclusively. And of course, a lot of us are, but there's also a lot of strategy points to um, It's a data-driven profession, for example. And I think that there's people, particularly outside marketing, that don't really know that. And they may not understand the goal of content marketing, so we can help them there mm. too. Mm-hmm. What about the ROI question? And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, but like a lot of, we've talked about that a lot in this podcast, you know, how do you, I I think that's one common question, maybe even objection sometimes, like, what are we getting from this? You know, what's the return on all this content that we're putting out there? How do you, how do you handle that? So I, I like to say (laughs) the least favorite, the answer that's the least favorite of executives, which is this is a long game. (laughs) (laughs) but it is and of course you can show web traffic you can show how many people downloaded a form how many people clicked on something of course and those are all important but you're also building a relationship and you know one of the the most important metrics that we have right is trust so Mm. if you're if you're not building trust and you don't have that you really 
don't have much else. So you would need people to to trust what you're telling them is true. You need to be able to verify the claims that you're making. You need to be able to pay that off. Certainly, you know, when somebody gets as far as a sales demo or what have you, then it's in somebody else's hands. But we can really set the table for that. And that's all tied into trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, so making a case internally for content marketing, as you've described that you do, how has this helped you create better content? I think it helps me create better content because the more I'm asking people to pay attention to what customers are asking for, the more I have to pay attention to it. So if I'm tracking pain points, if people are asking questions, if I'm out there on the you know, professional association websites or reading feedback from our salespeople or listening to their calls in Gong, for example, I'm hearing direct from the customers what they need to know to do their jobs better. And I need to pay a lot of attention to that because if we're not answering those questions, then we're just, you know, publishing into an echo chamber. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So it just gives you greater, deeper insight into the audience. And you mentioned before, you'll get suggestions sometimes about the content. And I'm assuming sometimes those suggestions are good ones. And sometimes you're like, okay, thanks for your opinion. But, mm." but I'm, I'm imagining sometimes you do get suggestions. You're like, yeah, actually, that's a good idea. Let's do that. It'll make make this piece better. So if you treat all of those suggestions as a learning opportunity, either for yourself or for the other person, then that's that's probably the best way to think of them. When somebody makes one of those suggestions that you mentioned, like, mm, I don't know about that, your your job in that in that situation is to tell them, here's why we don't do that or why we haven't done it. Here's why we mm. might take part of that suggestion and do something different with it. And really, when you open that conversation, you're going to get a lot more productive suggestions from that person. So every mm-hmm. one of those is a teaching moment. And eventually, they're going to come to you with a great idea, and you can just put it into practice. Mm-hmm. So have you, how, how long have you been doing this at Within3, doing this internal you know, selling of the idea? Probably started focusing on it about... Six months ago, more intensely, that's when we started sending out the email. That's when we tried to launch the video series. We've had the Slack channel for a while. We've had opportunities to speak on weekly calls, sales calls, or company calls and tell people. But I've really found that the difference, and I've said this before, but the difference between telling somebody like, yeah, we should get together sometime and saying, let's go to the coffee shop Thursday morning at nine. Like Mm. you just give people a reason to show up Mm. and they usually do. Right. So within that six months, have you, can you kind of feel things shifting? Do you feel that, yeah, people have a a better understanding of content marketing sort of better than they were, you know, better than than they used to? I have. And and this is pretty much anecdotal, but I can see when people are sharing content that they're being more thoughtful. Like a lot of times they just don't have time and they they click and share directly from the LinkedIn Mm -hmm. page or, you know, wherever you're giving them the opportunity. And that's fine too. But I have noticed that people are trying to be a bit more thoughtful about it. They're trying to personalize it. I always say, you know, pick out something that you really liked in the blog post or pick out the first thing you saw. Like, you know, just make it specific, make it tailored to to you and to your audience. And I, I have seen an uptick in that. All right. Well, that's that's good stuff. So what's your takeaway for our listeners about selling the, the selling concept uh, about selling content marketing internally. What's like the one thing you want our listeners to to take with them? It's really an opportunity for you to test 
things internally for free and with an audience that should should ideally be warm <laughs> to you. If you're ideally you're already telling people about content, where to find it when there's new content. So think about what your organization values and welcomes from a cultural perspective. How does it feel for you? Whatever you're doing right now, how is it working? And think about what else you might try. You know, maybe you're having mm-hmm office hours and it's more interactive or you're having a lunch and learn and it's more of a once a month type of thing. But get yourself out there, introduce yourself, reintroduce yourself as many times as it takes. And it really does plant the seed in other parts of the organization that content marketing is important and that you're a great source for them. Okay. Very good. Final question. How can people connect with you? With me, they can find me on LinkedIn and I'm LinkedIn.com slash in slash Sarah Spar, S-P-H-A-R, Sheehan. Okay, excellent. We'll make it super easy. We'll put a link in the show notes right to your <laughs> LinkedIn page. So Great. people can just go there and click the link and and leave you a note or connect with you. So Sarah, thank you so much for a great conversation and for sharing your insights. Really appreciate it. Thank you. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.